0: It is a beautiful Monday morning. That's not a good start, is it, John? No, no. Let's say it like this. Try and apply that theory to any other industry in the world. It's a scam. I was betting like 70, 80k. This is the Trademate Sports Betting Podcast, helping you beat the bookmakers with 2021 coming to a close i thought this would be a great time to do a video on the lessons that i've learned in sports betting this year for those who don't know much about myself i became a professional sports better this year so hopefully this can give you guys some good insight into some of the lessons you learn once you take this from maybe a hobby or a i don't know some kind of casual you know side income that you do on the side and turning this into a profession so hopefully you guys can learn something from some of the lessons that I've learned this year. The first lesson that I've learned this year, and it's probably the biggest one out of the lot, is around closing line value. And I know that's something we we talk about quite often on this channel, and you probably hear it in other betting spaces too. The importance of beating the closing line. It's the I guess it's the easiest way to show that over the long term you will be a, a profitable sports bet if you're beating the closing line of sharp bookmakers like Pinnacle or Betchris, all the all the bookmakers that take lots of money on sports games and i've always been of the view that no matter what if you beat the closing line you're going to make money in the long term but there are caveats to that statement i actually believe that it's 100 percent true but i do believe that if you don't have closing line value or if you you know, maybe you've just got the tiniest bit of closing line value, I do believe you could still be a hugely profitable sports better, and this is why. Depending on markets, this is probably excluding, you know, markets like the EPL or NFL or NBA even, like just huge betting markets. If you're betting into smaller betting markets, it doesn't even have to be, you know, too small. There's going to be circumstances where a market that you're betting into doesn't Include all the information that's available. Or maybe you're taking a completely different approach to your sports betting where the information that you're gathering and the information you're using to make a bet or to find a value bet is not correlated into those odds that are on offer anyway. So an easy example of this is injury news. Uh, So let's just say that when Mohamed Salah's ruled out for Liverpool, the market has no idea, but you're the only person in the world that understands. So you're going to put the bet on, but at the end of the day, the when people find out that Moselle is not playing, it's going to close in your favour anyway. So we need to think of a, a situation where no one's ever really going to find out or no one is going to be using the information that you are to give yourself closing line value this is all probably sounding very ambiguous but if you are finding some kind of information or your approach to sports betting or a particular sport is completely different to everyone else for example if you're most people that are using statistics or, or maybe some kind of model, basic model, that's all going to be correlated into the odds most of the time. But if you're you know, using something completely different to come up with your prices, then that's never really going to be factored into the closing line. So you can be profitable without beating the closing line. I mentioned this on a podcast the other day. I think the best example I can give you guys is in an MMA fight I was betting on last week. There was a fighter that had done an interview and he'd said that he'd rocketed up to 250 pounds uh between between fights which is about 100 pounds above what he would normally fight he was injured he was you know not obviously not dedicated to training as he put on so much weight and he was returning after a a massive layoff Uh, and this interview that i saw only had hundred views or something like that so I knew that there was no way the market was factoring in that information and maybe you know there's a good chance because the the interview was by a YouTube channel that had so little subscribers that um, that that information would never be calculated into the market I don't think it was so that information I was able to use that even though the the fight actually closed in my favor and i got a lot of closing line value i still don't think that was even factored into the market if i had not beat the closing line I probably would never even have cared because i knew that the market wasn't factoring in that information so this is just one example of where if you're not beating the closing line you can actually be a profitable sports better long term there are lots of different approaches you can take maybe uh, i guess everyone's kind of dominated by data and statistics and etc etc when it comes to sports these days because there's there's so much available now and it's become so advanced that's kind of how all the odds are made up and that's where you can get closing line value most of the time just purely through numbers so maybe now's the time to take a completely different approach take a more emotional response a more mental approach to to your betting and try and find ways where you know know, football isn't played via numbers really I mean you can take that approach to it and say well you know on this day against this team etc etc I think this team is going to win or perform better etc etc so um, yeah number one lesson learned is that yes i think 100% if you beat the closing line over the long term you will be a profitable sports better and that's you know probably the best approach overall but i do believe that if you don't beat the closing line in special circumstances if you're using information or a different approach that is not going to be factored into the market's price anyway then yeah, you can be profitable. All right, number two is variance and I guess the mental game of going through long periods of losses. Another huge lesson that I've learned this year because I went from being a I guess a side income kind of better like it didn't really affect my emotions too much if I went through a month or a weeks of, of losing to um, yeah to a professional so I was you know deriving my income from from my sports betting results and when you do that the yeah variance or uh, you know short-term losses can really affect you like really affect you completely different so my lesson here that I've learned is that You have to be so confident in what you're doing. You have to, you really have to believe in what you're doing to be able to get through those negative periods because I can imagine a lot of, a lot of people that have gone through a downswing have just, have quit and it's sometimes, it's probably the worst decision you can make is quit while uh, you're going through a bad, bad swing because you know, the, most, the best sports bettors in the world are going to have downswings. about two months after i went professional i was down i think about seven thousand dollars i've told this story before on a podcast months ago so you can imagine that you know you put in all this effort you finally make the big choice the big decision to go professional and two months later not only have i not made any money but i've lost a significant or at least to me $7000 was a significant uh, amount of money so the doubts you know fill your head etc cetera, etc cetera. you know mentally you're kind of broken in a way you're just feeling a bit down about you know all sorts of things with your sports betting that leads into your to your daily life so i guess the biggest lesson i've learned there is that I think I did a decent job of trying to break it down every week when I'd or every month when I'd see that I was still losing money and understanding yeah where I'm going wrong, um, and how I can yeah put it all into a bit of perspective and put it down to short-term losses and know that if I just keep doing the same thing over and over, um, maybe you know tweak a few things etc cetera, etc. Cetera. That I can come out on top. So I think, yeah, at the start of my journey, I completely underestimated how much the mental game can affect you, especially if this is your your sole income, or you know, it derives a significant portion of your income so overall just realize that if you are going to do this even if you're not going to do it professionally the variance you could honestly you can be the best sports better ever you can have you know a really good roi in the long term or predictable or predictive roi in the long term and you can still go through months and months of losing periods you have to you can you have to be okay with that before you start you have to know that that's a a possibility of happening it might be a small possibility it might only be you know 20 30% possibility whatever it is that's still a possibility so yeah biggest lesson learned is to understand that this can happen for months and if you're doing the right things it doesn't matter you just have to keep you have to keep sticking through it. Keep doing the same things you're doing over and over. If they are profitable, if they're beating the closing line, for example, keep going, keep going, and eventually you will come on. So, and I can, I can, I mean, for myself, that's uh, that ex- that's exactly what happened after. Having uh, the first two months when I was down seven thousand dollars, the last, the preceding three to four months after that have been have been awesome, and I've really reaped the rewards from from sticking through it, analyzing my game, seeing that really I'm actually doing nothing wrong, I'm just being unlucky. So yes, uh, get if you if you do want to become a professional, I think that's uh, that's one of the, the the most important things you have to do is you have to keep your head. You have to keep your head straight at all times. All right, last one is FOMO in terms of lessons that I've learned. For those who don't know, that stands for fear of missing out. And this is something I think I still am, am not very good at. I've gotten better at definitely, but it's something that I still need to improve on massively. And so FOMO in relation to sports betting is, I guess, fear of missing out on a bet. So um maybe i get sent through an alert on trademate to bet on something or i'm you know doing my analysis throughout the week on the ufc and there's a bet that i really like <clears throat> but i'm not 100 percent sure on it but you know i bet it anyway just because if that X fighter wins then I would just be so upset that I didn't take that bet but then on the other hand if he or she loses then I'm going to be really upset that I even bet that so what I try and do when I'm kind of in that stage of you know do I take this bet do I not take this bet is I I think one of the best things you can do is just, just go and take a break for a couple of minutes or just go right back to the start of the process that you were at and think about the pros of taking that bet and the cons of taking that bet what's kind of leaving you um yeah undecided like really break down like what's your issue with this bet why are you not 99 why are you like 98 sure you want to take it but two percent unsure and that the reason that you are going to take it is because you have a fear of missing out that's the biggest problem is that there's always going to i promise you there'll always be another bet and you you taking that bet is um, it's it's not going to mean that you're not going to hit your turnover requirement for the week or the month, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, this normally only happens to me maybe once a week, and you know placing one bet or not placing one, bet, it really doesn't make a difference in the long the long scheme of things. So my advice here is if you know maybe you go through the second the second scenario you run through all everything once again and you see uh should i take this bet or not and if you're still not 100% sure just don't take it just don't take it and and, and yes it might go and win yes it might go and lose but promise me in the long term it's better it, it, it is you're probably making the right decision because there is no you're really not missing out on anything <laughs> that's the biggest message i'm trying to get out here is that you really are not missing out on anything if you just you know you don't place that one bet every week another thing you could potentially do is let's just say that the this team you want to bet on is playing on saturday and you're wondering whether you should bet on them days before uh is is you can just wait, see if the market moves against you. So maybe if you like you wanted to bet on Arsenal to beat Leeds and they were at 1.9 in odds, and you were like 95% sure, like, oh, I really want to bet this, but I'm still a little bit, uh, I'm not sure, and then the market moves against you, and Arsenal go to 2 in odds, let's just say, and there wasn't any, like, massive injury news or any really big news, it was just the market, for some reason, moved against you, and they go to 2 in odds, then maybe is a great time to bet, because you're like, alright, I wasn't sure at 1.9, but now... Because I've waited, I didn't pull the trigger because I didn't need to. Now it's actually, you know, the odds have gotten even bigger. So then, you know, at least then you're not losing at 1.9; you're losing at two. So the, you know, the 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 loss against the closing line, if it didn't go in your favour, is a lot less minimal. So, yes, overall, fear of missing out. If if you're uh, if you are, you know, umming and ahhing about a bet don't let the fear of missing out be the reason why you place that bet just wait or don't place it if you wait and the and the price goes up then maybe that's a great way or you know a good reason for you to then take that bet but if You just never end up placing the bet. Trust me, there's a lot more bets out there for you. All right, that's my top three lessons learned in sports betting this year. By no means have I completely learned those lessons yet, but um, it's something that's still an ongoing process and you have to get better at. But I hope that, you know, some guys, some of you guys can have uh, some kind of relation with those issues. And I'd love to hear the lessons that you guys have learned too in 2021. And we can all. Yeah, learn from them together. But thanks for watching. Like always, please like and subscribe to the channel. And have a Merry Christmas. Cheers, guys.